0: today on Laura Lynn and Friends.
1: So if you want your child to be a hundred times more likely to die in the next six or seven months, you've got one simple thing to do. Drop down to your local shop of shots and get another one. It just makes your child more likely to die. The British did the studies, the proof is in.
2: Well, hello everyone and welcome to the beginning of the end of the last days and it is going to be spectacular. I'm looking forward to going to the apocalypse with you, Uh, because we win and because we don't have to be afraid because evil never wins. It shall be dealt with. There shall be justice. Sometimes we don't like the amount of time it takes for it to come, but God's in charge. And uh, I looked at my dad's Bible today and it said in Psalms 25, these are the two verses he has underlined in Psalms 25. It says, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies fully underlined by my dad right there. And then he also underlined verse 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. The secret of the Lord. What is the secret of the Lord? What is it? Well, I had an interesting thing happen. Um, That's right. I've got it. I, uh, I came in and totally, totally annoyed my wonderful husband today because I said, can you change the title of the show? he already had it set up. So that's one of the things that, you know, he likes to get that set up early. If he has to change it, then he has to go back and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I said, I'd like you to change it to, um, what was it? I had a dream last night. (laughs) I had a dream last night and the reason this all came about, I want to talk to you about, um, something very significant. So, I started, uh, I was kind of doing a little sweeping and cleaning up today, and uh, I started listening to a broadcast by Glenn Beck. And it had been posted on another one of my friends' pages. And I just started listening to him. And as I was listening, I thought it was very interesting. Glenn Beck talked about something uh, that is dear to my heart, and it's the fact that he couldn't get a lot of sleep for about 10 years. (laughs) And I, find myself up at night. Now I have a couple of friends that told me that I should be taking more magnesium and that is going to help to calm my mind down. And that one of the reasons we don't calm down is our mind is actually, we're, we're maybe short on something in our body. That happens, right? And so we should take magnesium. So granted, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm going to pick up some magnesium and take that. Maybe it'll help me to get more deep REM sleep. So Glenn back here, was talking about, you know, and I'm sweeping and, you know, listening and and working. And he starts talking about how he wasn't able to get sleep for a long time, but that he was able to get a lot of work done and, you know, listen to things and kind of, you know, because he couldn't sleep a lot. Well, that's me. Ask my husband. I'm up in the night. I'm, I'm like, you know, I've got the little light on and I'm listening to something. I've got my my earbuds on, right? I've perfected it, believe me. So what happened was, He talks about that and then he talks about a dream he had during this season. So he wasn't having a lot of dreams. And I I do think that's true. I've asked the Lord for more dreams. In fact, about four days ago, literally, just remembering this, that I asked God if he would help me to have dreams, more dreams. So um, Glenn Beck talks about how he had a dream and it was a very terrifying dream where people were masked and then they were unmasked. And then a few years later, he has the exact same dream. And the day before he has that second dream, someone, uh, a Christian godly person whom he says we would all know, and he didn't want to disclose who it was, that person called him and said, I'd like you to come and see me. It's very important. Please make an appointment to come and see me. So he said, okay, sure. Well, that night, he doesn't usually dream at all. Very, very little dreaming. He has this exact same dream about people who are masked and then they're unmasked. And in this dream, they say to him, we are basically, uh, he heard gunshots or something, but they were bad people. And he said, you don't know who you're dealing with. And I think then they took it off and it was a demonic face because we know Glenn Beck has been fighting the demonic, the, the evil in the world for much longer than I have been. And as I'm listening to this, I, I had a couple of things that I was relating to. I don't sleep much, you know, I, I, and I don't feel it. Like I'm not tired in the day. I just, you know, not sleeping, not dreaming a lot. I suddenly remember that last night I had quite a dream and I was terrified. So in my sleep last night, I dreamt I was in the water and I was with my family. JT was there. My kids were there. And then suddenly there was a dark, formidable, um, like a, a big, a big animal in the water and it started going after me. So it was It had jaws, like big jaws, but no teeth, which is weird, right? Didn't have teeth. And to me, it looked like an oversized um, hippo with a much different body than a hippo. Like as it it went back, it kind of had ridges on it. The other thing about this weird animal was that it had multi and many colors on it. And this animal began chasing me. So my family starts screaming. And I'm leaving because I have to run because it's after me. So we're in the water and I'm kind of circling this, this piece of land that is in the water. I'm going around this piece of land. And I, at one point, I kind of, it feels like I'm getting up onto the land and I'm going to be safe, except this thing starts getting up on the land. And I notice it, it's big, like Gumby. It has no teeth, but it's like got a big, you know, claw, blah, blah, you know, and it's got all these colors on it. And it's after me, I'm terrified. So what do I have to do? I have to get in the water again and I'm swimming and swimming and I'm thinking about how I'm so tired. I could feel it. Like my body felt that tired feeling where all your muscles, you know, and panicked feeling that I'm, um, you know, I'm trying to get away from this big animal and so somehow I don't exactly remember this dream ending, but I Um, I, you know, I'm okay. I, in, during the dream, I kind of see my family and everything. And this thing is after me. Um, so when Glenn Beck, who you can see here, and I would love it if everyone went, my friend, and it's a a gal named Penelope, she posted this on December 16th. I do not know. Maybe I can even check right now and see if, um, see if this really tells me the date that he did it. I don't think it does. I'm guessing he did it in December. He then goes on, Glenn Beck goes on to say that this is not a political fight we're in. If we think politics is going to cure this, this is not. We've come to a place that we've never been before. This is a demonic fight. We are fighting pure evil. And then he goes on to say, We're fighting those that are after the children, the pedophiles. And as he's saying this, I feel like tingles go up my back because the terrorizing animal that I had after me had all these colors like weird colors on it you know the colors and this thing was after the kids and i realized that i prayed a few days ago that god would give me a dream and that i felt that it was confirmed to my heart and even through what glenn beck is feeling that we've entered a new age And how many of you feel that like something happened when COVID hit, what Glenn Beck is talking about. And he is a man of God. He honors God. He honors the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is saying that what, what the spirit through the dreams revealed to him was that there is a battle we have never seen. And I did not remember that dream. When I woke up, this dream only came back to me after listening to him. And I suddenly felt that this all goes together and that the warning, the reason we're here every single day, warning about the vaccines, you know, with children, warning about what we're dealing with, with the Soji curriculum going into our schools, the warning with what we're dealing with, with the enemy's assault on the children, he wants the kids and we cannot be silent in the face of this. And uh so I feel I feel empowered today that we're on the right track, that everything that we're doing is right, that sounding the alarm and being put in the place of danger is the right place. And we have an incredible guest today. His name, uh, as you'll see, is Dr. Chris Shoemaker. And I'm going to bring him on in a few minutes, but he is paying a huge price. Do you know why? Because he's sounding the alarm. He has been one of the most vocal doctors in Canada. And now, because he's been on this show, because he has been speaking out at rallies, and because he has been unafraid to tell the truth, They have suspended his license and the psychopaths of the world who do not care about the harm that is definitely being shown are now harming those who dare to tell the truth. So on YouTube, we'd like to welcome you to please go over to Rumble. We're not going to be able to stay on this channel today. Um, we have things that we need to talk about that are very important and we want to respect YouTube's rules. So we're going to leave YouTube. Please go to rumble.com backslash Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. And JT says that he has put the, the thing into the, the comments so you can just click on it, head over to our show. So we'd like to say goodbye to you, YouTube. Um, then also... Let's look at a couple of different things happening in the world. Uh, MEP, oh, so Christine Anderson, you know she's on her way here to Canada. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we have a video, uh, Dr. Trozzi actually is uh, saying more than 17,000 scientists and doctors, including himself, support her 100%. This is a, a clip of Christine Anderson.
3: Um, The people have been lied to. Uh, It was a gigantic lie, and uh, on this lie, everything that governments, especially in the Western democracies did uh, to infringe on on, uh, people's rights, to take away their freedom, to uh, lock them uh, in their homes, uh, imposing curfews, all of this was based on that gigantic lie. Ursula von der Leyen, uh, EU Commission President, is now under a lot of pressure, and rightly so. The people have a right to know what went on in these contracts with her exchange of SMS with CEO uh, Pfizer-Burla. The people need to know who they can hold responsible and accountable for whatever may have gone on behind the scenes. And things are changing now. Their House of Cards is tumbling down and it is doing so rightfully. And you know what? One more thing though. Um, I am sick and tired of being called a Covidiot and I much rather be a Covidiot than being a gov- idiot. Because that's what all these people blindly (laughs) trust. Because that's what all these people that blindly trusted their governments turned out to be. And I will say it again, it was never, never ever about public health It was never about breaking any waves, it was always about breaking people. But, and that's the good news, they failed. It didn't work. And that I am very proud of, and I'm proud of the people that I am so honored to be allowed to represent. And I will continue to do just that. Thank you very much. That is a hero. If you want to look like on this planet,
2: the the 2% of heroes that we've got speaking out, Christine Anderson is one of them. God bless her and God help her. All right. Another video, lead author of peer-reviewed research, reanalyzing Pfizer and Moderna trials on mRNA vaccine, uh, Dr. Joseph Freeman calls for immediate suspension of jab due to serious harms. We have conclusive evidence. He says that the vaccines are inducing sudden cardiac death and need to be withdrawn from the market. Take a
0: listen. Hello, my name is Dr. Joseph Freeman. I'm an emergency physician based in Louisiana. In addition, I am a clinical scientist. I was the lead author of a peer-reviewed study that reanalyzed the original Pfizer and Moderna clinical trials. For the messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines. We found the vaccine increased serious adverse events at a rate of 1 in 800. At the time of publication, my co-authors and I did not believe our single study warranted the withdrawal of the messenger RNA vaccines from the market. However, since its publication, multiple new pieces of evidence have come to light and this has caused me to reevaluate my position. An article published in the BMJ regarding the FDA's own observational surveillance data found the messenger RNAs were associated with multiple of the exact same serious adverse events identified in our original study. But the FDA had failed to inform the public of these findings. In addition, now we have multiple autopsy studies that find essentially conclusive evidence that the vaccines are inducing sudden cardiac deaths. Yet the rate of these vaccine-induced deaths remains unknown, while many nations that have been using the messenger RNA vaccines have experienced an increase in excess mortality, more people dying than should be expected from past years. And this correlates in time with the initial vaccine rollout and then with the subsequent booster campaigns. Nations with higher messenger RNA vaccine uptake have correlations with higher rates of excess mortality. While the cause of this excess mortality is not known, researchers analyzing this data were unable to identify any other reasonable cause of the excess death other than the vaccines. Given now the Omicron variant is less virulent and is able to evade much of the protection offered by the vaccines, this creates a situation where the benefits of the vaccine have been dramatically reduced in for hospitalization and, and death. Together, this information calls into question if the vaccine's benefits are outweighing the harm. I believe, given the information, the messenger RNA vaccines need to be withdrawn from the market until new randomized controlled trials can clearly demonstrate the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the serious harm we now know the vaccines are causing.
2: The whole world seems to know. Dr. Bonnie Henry doesn't. Dr. Teresa Tam in Canada doesn't seem to know. Our government? Complete blazing idiots. They don't seem to know. Real doctors all over the world seem to know what's going on. Our guest today, Dr. Chris Shoemaker, seems to know. Doctors like Dr. Kevin Stillwagon from the United States of America. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander. Dr. Trozzi, 70,000 doctors seem to know. And yet our irresponsible, inept, and I would say completely corrupt officials don't seem to know. Well, take a look. This is a Connecticut Department of Public Health uh, story. And they say that there are 18 cases of inflammatory heart condition in young people. And they're saying, do your research before you start giving these to your kids.
4: Take a look. 18 people here in Connecticut have been hospitalized with an inflammatory heart condition, possibly linked to the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. This morning, NBC Connecticut's Jennifer Joa spoke with parents, including one whose child was diagnosed with the
5: condition. The Department of Public Health says there are 18 reported cases right here in Connecticut. The first case at Connecticut Children's was Rachel Hatton's 17-year-old son Gregory. That's terrifying. Rachel told us over the phone this morning that her son started complaining of severe chest pain three days after his second dose. It worsened on the fourth day and led to back pain. So Gregory went to a walk-in clinic where they ran blood work and did an x-ray. They discovered he had pericarditis, an inflammation of the lining out. Outside the heart. A spokesperson from Connecticut Children's says patients have presented with both pericarditis and myocarditis, which is the inflammation of the heart muscle. Gregory was transferred to St. Mary's Hospital in Waterbury and then to Connecticut Children's in Hartford. They hooked him up to a heart monitor, did EKGs, they did
1: echocardiograms. Um, Infectious disease actually came and ran their own set
3: of blood work. They tested him for all sorts of things. And one by one, those tests came back negative.
5: Doctors still couldn't say if his condition was related to the COVID vaccine, but they called him back for an MRI after two more patients presented with similar symptoms. Gregory is now out of work on medication and hooked up to a heart monitor. Doctors are planning to do another MRI in June to see if his condition improves. I
3: get nervous because I just don't know what else could happen. You know, he basically has a heart condition now, and it's terrifying.
2: So, many, one of many kids, Dr. Macus outlining the number of children, healthy children with no comorbidities that have died in Canada after the rollout of the vaccines and especially into young people's lives where we know they're required to have it for sports. I haven't had a Tim Hortons in months. I don't know that I will ever, ever eat at Tim Hortons again after they required and demanded that kids be vaccinated in order to go to the summer camp. Who do you all think you are? You're not doctors and you're not listening to some of the real doctors that are saying there needs to be extreme caution and in fact, a complete stopping and withdrawal of the rollout of these vaccines. Who's not listening? Dr. Teresa Tam, Dr. Bonnie Henry here in British Columbia, not listening. There was a child, uh, a one month old baby in Washington state who has died after a hospital against the parents consent, gave the baby a poisoned blood transfusion. And by poison, do you know what we mean? Here are the before and after pictures. Baby Alexander died two weeks after the transfusion. And I believe as it goes, uh, there was a blood clot. Yes. He developed a blood clot instantly that stretched from his knee to his heart. He made it two weeks before he died. People are beginning to ask that there be access to unvaccinated blood so that there is safety and no harm can come to those. So one of the most courageous people, as I've said today, one of the most informed and honest doctors in the country is Dr. Chris Shoemaker and he has now been sanctioned and, uh, we're going to hear his story now because he's been telling the truth about what's going on with the vaccines. Dr. Chris Shoemaker, we just welcome you to this show once again. And I have very much appreciated your courage. I've appreciated that we've been able to travel and speak together. And I thank you for being here today and would love if you could share an update on your situation.
1: Well, gladly so, Laura Lynn. Thanks for having me on today. And uh, good wishes to our entire audience an audience of people who want to know what they can legitimately do to safe, to be as safe as possible in this rather terrible, terrible time. And uh, one of the first things to do is uh, that you've stopped at whatever number of vaxes you took. You might've taken zero. You might've taken one or two and then soured on the idea and started to learn more and more things like I did. I was a person who unfortunately did take two shots before I became fully informed as to how dangerous they were. Um, I now have to do what so many people are having to do. Take some uh, dandelion tea, take some uh, other agents that are helpful to my overall body and to spike protein reduction. Uh, None of us can be treated as aggressively as we should be treated because the optimal treatment for vaccine injury is some degree of ivermectin used for two or three months at the same time as you're taking these other naturopathic agents. So to the governments out there, I say, don't wait another week. Allow right away the availability of ivermectin. You will see something shortly, a piece of paper that I've written out, my prescription for the country to get out of this COVID mess. And certainly one of the things is to immediately allow ivermectin to be safely and appropriately prescribed by doctors and nurse practitioners and everyone else who has a legitimate license because the medication itself has been safe for humans for 45 years. It's been safe for humans to treat scabies and we want it safely used to treat vaccine injury as well.
2: That's amazing. And I do want to talk to you uh, about that, uh, that it would even uh, heal vaccine injury because I've spoken to someone else about that. Uh, You've been speaking out regularly and I want to show a clip of some of the work and uh, how, Mm. how outspoken and how courageous you have been and the sanctions now against you. Take a look.
1: The important thing to realize is that North American science spent 15 years figuring out what to do with the next COVID. It was back 2002, 2003, the original SARS-CoV-1 occurred. And so all sorts of experiments went on to determine what would be a useful response were something similar to occur. And the research was done. It was research was all done by 2015, 2016. And DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, the American research arm of the U.S. military, it specifically knew and specifically recommended and passed the information on to the CDC that ivermectin in particular was the absolute number one product to be used in the event of a coronavirus pandemic. It was fully known that ivermectin and certainly hydroxychloroquine as well were highly antiviral and immune modulatory. And those two things were the key to modulate the immune response plus to be antiviral as well those elements were both totally proven in vitro and in vivo with animals so that it was known and of course we knew it was completely safe for humans because these medications had been used for 35 to 40 years in humans and so that's what was sitting there ready to be used at the next pandemic
2: mm. wow So, so tell us more about some of these remedies and thank you for your honesty. You are not a doctor who is an anti-vaxxer. You are not a doctor who outright rejected that, Hey, maybe this is the right thing. We'll have a vaccine for the pandemic. You didn't do that. You actually took a couple of shots and you're honest about it. And now facing the, you know, doing some things to help your body post vaccination.
1: Yeah, true enough. I mean, one of the conditions that it created was a degree of hypertension in myself that didn't exist before. Um, Difficult to control hypertension is one of the first things that this uh, vax poison does. Um, Maybe I'll just tell the audience that essentially what's really happening inside your body from a microscopic point of view. And the microscopic specialists out of Germany initially and across the world since then have found that the essential pathology is an inflamed condition of the vessels. The vessels get inflamed by the fact that the spike protein in the billions goes into the, uh, the tissue of the vessels. And once it's inside the cell of the tissue of the vessels, it invites your own immune system to attack it. And the problem is that people with the strongest immune systems attack it the most. That's why the highest elevation in death rates from normal is occurring in children and teenagers. Their death rates are extremely high compared to what they should be. They should be close to nil unless you get hit by a bus or get a very strange cancer as a teenager or a child, you should live. Are children living normal lives right now? No, they're getting endothelial damage in their heart vessels, and they're dying of sudden heart attacks. They're getting endothelial damage to the heart muscle, and they're getting a redirection of the electricity in the heart, and they die of a sudden heart stoppage. There's no heart attack, but there is a heart stoppage, an electrical heart stoppage. And most children are not able to be attended by NFL level, high level uh, help when they collapse. And so they are dead. They're brain dead in five or six minutes after their heart has stopped. And the heart has only stopped because they've got a hidden myocarditis. The hidden myocarditis has damaged and turned their, sorry, has turned their muscle cells into straw or collagen-like tissue. And collagen-like tissue cannot conduct electricity like a heart muscle cell can. So all of these things, especially in young people, are are happening because of an immune attack. The immune attack against your own healthy bodily cells occurs because of spike protein. And I'll remind the audience again of the numbers. 40 trillion, that's 40,000 billion, spike proteins go into your body with every shot. And that's every six to nine months, according to some idiot governments around the world. You should never put something like that in that volume into you, which is going to elicit an immune attack against your body. When you get a polio shot, you don't get an immune attack against your body. The, the element of the polio that's put in is fairly inert, it doesn't elicit an immune attack, and it doesn't cross into the blood-brain barrier, it doesn't cross into the ovary barrier, and you have a very quiet little event in your shoulder that gives you a polio um, uh, assistance, a polio um, protection. But this is ever... This Has creates there... attack, this creates attack, Laura Lynn.
2: Right, absolutely. Um, And do you know, has there ever been another vaccine that has crossed the blood-brain barrier, to your knowledge?
1: In human history, there has never been another vaccine that has crossed either the ovary barrier, the placenta barrier, or the brain barrier. It's impossible for them to do that because they do not have the construction and the slippery nanoparticles to allow them to cross into those sacred tissues. So here we are thinking we're so smart in the 2020s and going to use something that can put damaging stuff into our sacred tissues of our body and of our children's bodies it's pathetic
2: it really is pathetic and you've uh in in light of the fact that you have uh you know been told uh that you're being suspended or or whatever they're they're doing to you uh, dr Uh, shoemaker you are just coming out strong you know that you have the data and the facts behind you. It is becoming very well aware. Dr. Trozzi, Dr. Machis, uh, you know, Dr. Paul Alexander, Dr. Hodkinson, these are Canadian heroes that have also stood in the gap and and state that in North America, 70,000 doctors have come forward. And there's many more than that. But some are too cowardly to actually put their name on a sheet of paper to sign and say we are in agreement. But you've come up with basically sort of a list um, of of what you think where we should go now.
1: I'm happy to speak to that. Um, and I believe that JT might be able to bring that on the screen in the next few seconds or so. And it, again, it starts from the damage I've described, the microscopic damage damaging vessels and damaging brain tissue and damaging ovary tissue. So let's just, I'll just read it for the audience. My prescription for Canada and the world is first of all, wake up. Secondly, ban all C-19 spike protein generating mRNA shots immediately. Why? Because they're immune damaging. They are neuro damaging. They are vascular damaging especially for children and their use and their repeated use and the creation of useless and unnecessary antibodies that's what's causing the pandemic to perpetuate for over 40 years more if we'll let it perpetuate we have to stop the vax we have to stop the shot they're damaging for reasons that we'll still spot, talk more about shortly Thirdly, start regular availability of ivermectin in all pharmacies, beginning now. I wrote this December 1st. It's now past the 1st of January. Is it available regularly in all Canadian pharmacies? No, it is not. It was always the right drug for COVID and for long COVID, and it is proven now to have an additional element. Ivermectin is clinically proven to assist, modulate, and literally to cure many of the vaccine-induced neurologic and vascular injuries that exist. And for it not to be available is malpractice. It's political and medical malpractice to not allow this medication to be utilized by physicians in Canada. And I believe at the very bottom of the screen, if it can scroll a little bit further, JT, it simply says to our politicians and to our legislatures, do both now. The colleges have it wrong. Public Health Agency of Canada has it wrong. Health Canada has it wrong, and I'll tell you in a few moments why they have it wrong. It's not just stupidity. They have it wrong because they have been lied to from agencies above them, and I'll be happy to explain that as we come into the second half yeah, of our
2: chat. Yes, yeah, p- please do. Um they've they've also not been told the truth. Therefore, I mean the ignorance is astounding actually, and I know what you're talking about because I've talked to the doctors that They've been lied to, and and in some respects, they, they believe the lie.
1: Yeah, I mean, under normal circumstances, you believe what the Center for Disease Control tells you. Under normal circumstances, you believe what certain compilation of medical journals would tell you. But no one was allowed to look at the compilation of opinion in 2019, 2020, and 2021. There were plenty of opinions, very serious, knowledgeable opinions that could see from the very beginning that a vaccination couldn't work. A vaccination against coronavirus literally can't work. It's been known for 25 years. They've been trying for 25 years to get a vaccination that would work against coronavirus. It cannot be done because of what coronavirus is, of how it mutates. So that was a complete waste of time that was only likely to create more troublesome variants if they tried it. So that was the first and hugest thing that was done wrong lots of people wanted to make lots and lots and lots of money off this so they wanted the vaccine to be the answer when scientifically it was already proven vaccines cannot be the answer to fight a coronavirus in humans the second thing of course happened so that this nefarious thing the use of vaccines which was inappropriate uh, could be looked upon as almost an emergency use Oh, it's an emergency, because we've got nothing else that can work. Well, to expound on that interview you saw me doing in that armchair, they had 15 years to figure out what to do after SARS-CoV-1, and they people spent the time wisely. A scientist that Dr. Fauci knew all about did some very serious work, uh, some with mice, uh, some with guinea pigs, some with other animals and mammals to determine Hmm, what will we use if we ever get another coronavirus circulating in Toronto and San Francisco and parts of North America, like happened back in 2022, 2023, sorry, 2002 or 2003 uh, at the times of the original SARS-CoV-1. And they did good work. And they found uh, that uh, Ivermectin was a beauty. It cured and totally saved 100 out of 100 mammals that were given a SARS-CoV-1 or variant virus. The 100 that didn't get ivermectin all died. The 100 that did get ivermectin all lived. And that's just one experiment. There were 50, 60, 70 experiments that were utilized to show that both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were the things that North America could count on if ever a little or a big coronavirus pandemic came across the ocean. So they were completely at the ready if they were willing to do what their own discoveries had shown them what to do. Who are the people? who hid the truth? Well, let's depose them. Let's have uh, house hearings in the States or whatever it's going to take to get those people to say and to tell us, why did you do the exact opposite of what your own research had shown you would be the best thing to do? And goodness gracious, what's been the result? So many people more died. Only 80 to 90%, 80 to 90% of the people who died would not have died because ivermectin's that good. You give it early in the inflammatory course, In days two three four or five you never get to day 12 of illness you're better by day seven you're bettered by day eight and this was not allowed to happen people essentially were medically murdered by poor medicine by hidden medicine and by the fact that the wrong declarations were made we know what the correct declarations were and they were to avoid vaccinations which can only damage us and to utilize generic medicines, which showed extreme promise in the labs and could have been easily used because it's already proven to be safe in humans. You can still take your child with a prescription for ivermectin and help them get rid of their scabies in January of 2023. But once the pharmacist gets a sniff that it might be for something that's not just scabies and some maybe on the fringe kind of doctor is wanting to give it to you to maybe save yourself or your child, They won't give it to you because their college of pharmacy has been told not to give it to you and because those colleges were lied to by the who and by the cdc and by fauci and all the rest of these pathetic people who have been out to harm us we refuse to be harmed every We we refuse to be harmed we refuse we're taking back our shoulders we will take no more shots
2: 100 percent Um, on my, I do have a share there, JT, for, I actually added a list of, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough is also speaking out today, but, um, there, there was a list of, let's see if I can get to it. Right. So Dr. McCullough names those who played roles in the greatest conspiracy against humankind in history. And, uh, the Vigilant Fox tweeted out this, that, uh, Dr. McCullough has named Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Jacinda Ardern, Justin Trudeau, our own prime minister, Joe Biden, Ashish Jha, Tony Fauci, Robert, uh, Robert Califf, Peter Marks and Eric Rubin. And, uh, this guy right here, you know, um, th- these are the people, these are the people that have, uh, harmed our country and when we look right here in Canada Dr. Teresa Tam to me is the one who should be who should be charged and dealt with because of what she has allowed to happen in Canada being the head person you know as the 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 medical pate you know matriarch uh you know the the Queen that sits uh, I keep wanting to say King but uh, the Queen that sits you know up there giving giving Canada their instructions telling the doctors what's to happen and we telling have Santa failed. Claus what to do right. telling Santa
1: Claus and Mrs. Claus what to do right
2: oh yeah that was just terrific watching her speaking to Mrs. Claus you know when she's just yeah, lying and- to the children.
1: You and i know the statistics statistics laura Lynn, that came out of the united kingdom in february of 2022 february of just one year ago and boris johnson as soon as he heard about these numbers he immediately removed the mandates he didn't stop giving shots to children and adults but he immediately removed the mandates within 24 hours of this announced science and the announced science in early february of 2022 was that the first children to be brave enough and parents to be brave enough to take the vaccines and to have themselves compared between unvaccinated and vaccinated and nobody knew who was getting the salt water in the arm and no as opposed to who was getting the real vaccine in the arm but when they unblinded everything and it was a legitimate double blind controlled study they were expecting 10 percent maybe betterment or better health in the vaccinated that's what they were looking for they didn't get it children who were doubly vaxed died 5,200% 5,200% more than the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated United Kingdom children from ages 10 to 14 had the normal minuscule death rate, but that minuscule death rate was multiplied by 52 times in the vaccinated. And within another three months, it raised to 8,200% 8, or 82 times. So basically it's on its way to hundred times. So if you want your child to be a hundred times more likely to die in the next six or seven months You've got one simple thing to do drop down to your local shop of shots and get another one it just makes your child more likely to die the british did the studies the proof is in and anyone who says otherwise is obfuscating
2: absolutely and and you know that is why i i really believe that all platforms now need to just have open debate need to allow the facts to come forward because otherwise they're culpable in the deaths. Everyone who tries to silence this information is culpable in the deaths of the children and in the deaths of the people. I just got told today that uh, a lovely lady I know her 56 year old son up to date as the family says on his boosters dies on the way to the pharmacy. So this is happening It's happening to people we know, and it's going to continue happening.
1: Oh, these anecdotal stories are so sad. We hear of them all. I was at a rally in favor of the mothers and the children, and just saying the kind of things I would routinely say on these topics. A lady happened to come up from the audience, said how much she appreciated I was there, and spoke about a niece of hers. The lady was in her 50s. The niece was 27. She says, they're telling her to get yet another shot, her third or her fourth booster, or she'll lose her job as a, as a personal support worker. And I'm trying to talk her out of it. I said, well, keep talking her out of it if you possibly can. It, won't be, it can't possibly be to her good. For whatever reason, uh, she had information. My telephone number was available and she called me on the Wednesday, three days later. She was in absolute tears. She said that her 27-year-old niece, in order to provide for her family, took her fourth jab on a Monday and was dead on a Tuesday of a sudden cardiorespiratory collapse. I am telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it is not normal for 27 year olds in ridiculous repeated numbers to die of heart seizures, heart electrical irregularities, and heart attacks when they're 27. And anyone who's telling you that this quote unquote, sudden adult death syndrome always existed to some extent, oh yeah, like maybe one in a million, but what's with this? Two and three percent, two and three out of a hundred people collapsing with unexplained reasons of death. This is awful. This is real. And this is why I take absolutely no shame in being my license removed from my college, because my college has it wrong as well. My college has been lied to and my college should stop the fight against good medicine, which is ivermectin and join the fight against bad medication, which is killing Canadians, and it is the immune-damaging clot shot.
2: You know, uh, one of the people that you have helped, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Trozzi and Dr. Lich-Q, uh, mm-hmm. you were going to step in for her. And yes. this college, going after as well, uh, you know these 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 heads. You know the the college of um, it's not physicians, but for oh, Jordan Peterson, well, it's psychologists. I believe are going after of psychologists
1: him. of Ontario. Right. For him, as he, going after yeah.
2: him. All of these people telling the truth. We have a world of these ridiculous, you know, people in leadership roles going after everyone. And the price you have paid is just tremendous. And I know, you know, the facts I've seen you at the rallies, you've spouted off the dangers to the children. You've, you've always got solid data, solid, uh, evidence of why you feel the way that you do about all of this. And yet you've been sanctioned and this is what's happening. And this is why people will say to me, well, you know, my doctor doesn't, my doctor does doesn't say this so like who do you believe you know but i always Wait. believe the people that aren't being paid to lie
1: well um i'll just return to the, uh, the story you just gave of dr trozzi and myself helping out dr lichku up in barry ontario and uh dr trozzi and i had uh, all we done was speak out and comment and it's a little harder to kind of throw the book at people whose only mistake if it is one is to speak publicly and after all we're supposed to have some degree of freedom of speech in this country so they hadn't hit dr trozzi and i up with total suspension of our license until the week that we went to help a doctor in ontario who had had her license removed for refusing to change a death certificate of a patient in hospital she wouldn't go along with the hospital administrator and call it a death from covid when she thought and saw and knew her patient well that the patient was had died of a chronic lengthy difficulty including some element of cancer in them that took their life but because simply there was a swab that showed there was some covid in the patient's nose they had no respiratory conditions they had no clinical covid she certainly refused to put covid as the principal or even any factor in the person's death for that there was a a storm of trouble in her hospital, and out of that storm of trouble, there ended up being certain complaints, and out of that, she, a wonderful generalist physician in Barrie, and the two to 3,000 people she was caring with, caring for, had no medical care for a year, thanks to the college having removed her license. Well, Dr. Trozzi and I thought this was beyond the pale, and we said, let's go up and help her out, just a little bit of money for her. Anyway, within, as soon as the college got news got wind of the fact the two licensed physicians in Ontario who they already didn't like very much because we were saying the things we were saying for ivermectin and against the COVID shots. It took them about four days to put the paperwork together and to take away our two licenses as well. So for the doctor shortages in Ontario, look no further than the CPSO.
2: Um, how do they know? Um, is this... um. Is this doctor snitching on other doctors? Like, is that going on?
1: No, this isn't about snitching. Oh, no, no. News, news gets around pretty quickly in the medical community. People know who's where, who's doing what. Okay. And we made no secret of it. We're honest, sincere people. We're just helping out a fellow doctor. And the people in the practice, the people in the practice were so excited to see me and so excited to see Dr. Trozzi, and so excited to have certain prescriptions or or follow-ups regarding investigations handled for the first time in months. And it all wow. stopped when the wow. CPSO sent out another couple of letters, one to Dr. Trozzi and one to myself.
2: As we sort of come to a close, uh, Dr. Shoemaker, what do you make of what is going on? The blindness, the sheer determination to hide the truth, Do you have a, an explanation other than what we're saying every day? Uh, I, I believe we have pure evil at hand. We have agendas. Are you shocked as a doctor at the sort of, you know, you've been a doctor for many decades now, but to kind of come (laughs) to this place where you look and go, what's, what is happening?
1: Hmm. Well, certainly uh, it's confusing. For most of us, it's confusing more than it's evil. I don't think people are running around trying to do the wrong things for their own health or trying in any way to do the wrong things for their children's health. We're all just average people who who try to stay safe on a given day. I just want to give the example. I've done a fair amount of time driving down highways for one reason or another in the last few months. And you know that yellow line, the dotted yellow line that you clearly stay on the correct side of, you know, and there's no question no i'm not going to be on the wrong side of that lines always stay on the correct side no 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 it's an easy decision you, n- you never go to the wrong lane by choice the governments put out messages that were constantly saying for you to be safe for you to be on the right hand side of the line uh listen to what we're doing protect granny uh take the vaccines they're not really vaccines but take them anyway it's how you will stay safe stay safe stay safe they use the word even stay safe all the time stay safe stay safe And they made the people think that the only way to stay safe was to do an unreliable thing, a thing that had no guarantee of safety to it. We've learned later that the administration of this and the nefariousness of this and the facts that the whole thing made over in Wuhan was simply so that there could be a deleterious vaccine at the ready. For all those people that Dr. McCullough just named, all those people were in on it. So the people, the regular people, just trying to keep their car on the right side of the yellow dots and thinking the safest thing was to do that, do that. Don't think of doing the opposite. Don't think of doing the opposite. You could die immediately. You'll run into another truck if you cross the line. Don't cross the line. Don't cross the line. Mentally, that's what's in everybody's mind. And so there's evil that was the source of it all, but there's just confusion and standard human wanting to be safe is why most of us have done what we've done, but we now know that to be safe, do the opposite. Do the opposite
2: of what some of the people in the leadership positions are telling us to do. The
1: the leadership have to tell us that to be on the right side of the yellow line is now to be what was on my sheet of paper. Ivermectin for everybody as necessary and no more shots. They are lethal. They're damaging. Right now, they're damaging two, three percent of us per year in a very highly visible way, as in we're dead it's going to drift to four, five, six, seven percent. Will that wake us up? I don't know, I sure hope so. Yes. Uh, Cancer risks are going to go up. Cancer risk, the main thing that these shots do is they damage your T-cells. Anything that damages your T-cells makes your cancer risk for a lifetime go up. That in itself should be enough to stop us in our tracks. The safe side of the line is what we've talked about today.
2: Absolutely. And Dr. Chris, you and others have lost your incomes. And, uh, you are all now left sort of struggling and trying to figure out how to deal. Some, some people have lawsuits that they're initiating and, or facing because of the college. And so new ways and creative ways of actually being able to sustain yourselves. Uh, you you're looking into that.
1: Oh, I suppose so. Some people have kindly reached out that they would wish to uh, perhaps assist me to still fight for another year <laughs> in this way. I've certainly gone through my savings quite a bit to have done what I've done for the last 11 months. Yes. Uh, let's just say that we, if we're in a position to ask for some help, it would only be through a third party who would monitor the funds. Uh, but the crucial thing isn't whether a dollar goes here or a dollar goes there. The crucial thing is let's just help each other. Let's change this. If you know a politician up close and personal, talk to that politician up close and personal. I'll come and give them the real scientific data. You've just got to get a chance for me to come through the door and I will gladly see that politician on all of our behalfs. Thank you, Laura.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, we have a lot of love for you in the in all of the comments. So I hope you'll go back and watch uh, the shows because oh, sure. uh, it's uh, really wonderful um, People really appreciate you and they love you very much, Dr. Chris. Thank you for being with well, us today. Well, I
1: appreciate them. Let's yes. win, everybody. Let's, Let's win because win. win, we must.
2: Win, we must. We will not be afraid. Thank you very much for, for being with us today. And I know that we'll see you again. You're a favorite of the show. Thank you so much. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Laura Lynn. Thanks, JT. Bye now.
2: Bye-bye. Very, very nice. Um, that is a good man. I absolutely honor how he is standing uh for us. um I do have my share there j t on uh um not certain if we're still on yeah on my twitter um, and also I'm ready to go to our next video as well just before we close here but um oh, I had something. Okay. I wanted to ask people in Saskatchewan. So this is a very weird thing. So this is just an odd thing. And, um, someone wrote to me and said that their friend had just got money paid back to their account. Uh, you know, she sees a sum of money sitting in her account. What is it? She looks into it and Sask health, Saskatchewan health authority paid everyone back all the money that they had to pay for the rapid tests. And, the friend of the friend is saying it's interesting because it wasn't mentioned so so they weren't told that oh you're going to get this windfall back they were never promised that they would get the money back for the rapid tests they just suddenly got money it's wonderful but as we all know the government or any you know health authority usually screaming for money doesn't generally decide to just suddenly pay back everyone for the rapid tests that they made them take. And so I was wondering out there in uh, the the world that we speak to every day, have any of you heard of this as well? Have you had any other windfalls? If perhaps you work for a, uh, a health authority in any of our provinces, have you suddenly received money? We don't mention your name. We don't want you to get in trouble. We just like, talking about it because it's a very, very odd thing. All right. Uh, before we end today, uh, John Hopkins center for health security in partnership with the WHO and the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, as you know, last year in October, they conducted a catastrophic contagion, a pandemic tabletop exercise at the Grand Challenges annual meeting in Brussels, Belgium. And I had this somewhere. Um, we know they're already they're already planning this next thing. So you have it there, eh, right? Okay. So they, they planned this. This extraordinary group of participants consisted of 10 current and former health ministers and senior public health officials from Senegal, Rwanda, Nigeria, Angola, Liberia, Singapore, India, Germany, as well as Bill Gates, co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So I don't see anyone there from Canada or the United States of America, except for Bill and Melinda, but all of these people, um, how did they choose all of those countries who participated, who didn't, why didn't more participate or more did they choose not to participate? I don't know, but the exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic. Does any of this sound like event 201? Uh, wherein they, they did a simulation on, Oh, what would we do if a, Oh, let's say what blah, 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 a SARS coronavirus maybe hit the world. Uh, what would we have to do? Oh, okay. We shut down everything, masking, uh, quarantine, you know, social distancing, you can eat at tables, but don't stand up and walk to the bathroom without your mask on, you know, so they did that. And what do you know? Uh, then Anthony Fauci after being at this event 201 was able to kind of go, well, there will be a surprise outbreak of a SARS Corona virus, some sort of virus during the presidential, um, you know, reigning of, uh, Donald Trump. And what do you know? There was, there was an outbreak So they've done this again and participants grappled with how to respond to an epidemic located in one part of the world that then spread quickly, rapidly becoming a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19 and a disproportionately, uh, which would actually disproportionately affect children this time. And young people, oh, because they got that wrong, didn't they? Now, I don't know if we, we've got to get that little clip, JT, of Bill and Melinda Gates. Do do you know the one, everybody, where they're saying, well, we didn't really know that this COVID would not, you know, really be the killer we thought it would, but they'll see what we mean next time. And then Melinda Gates has this little smile. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, uh, what's with these people, what, why are we always simulating things? Oh, now we're, now it's going to disproportionately affect children. Well, you know, it didn't affect children, COVID-19, that was known very early on. Do you remember when all the yellow tape was around all of the children's play centers? Ah, uh, that was just hideous. Oh, surrounded. You know what I mean? Okay. So. Uh, we have some pictures. Republicans are asking why a discovery of classified Biden documents were not revealed, but rather covered up until after midterms. GOP demands President Biden get the same treatment as Trump. Isn't this funny? I mean, it's never the same treatment. If you watch what goes on in the United States of America, Hillary Clinton, she, she can do that, that bleach thing, you know, to, to all of her emails, she can smash to pieces her BlackBerry phones with her staff, bang, 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 you know, oh, should you be keeping that for evidence of some kind? Are you destroying evidence? No, no, we're we're destroying phones. We're not destroying evidence, you know, and bleaches out all of the, these thousands of emails that we never ever get to see. Why? Why? What's so important about those emails that they had to, to be bleached out when they were supposed to be evidence, whatever happened to Hillary Clinton? Let's see. Oh, a grand jury trial against her. Oh, no, no. Did, did she face any jail time or even potentially was she called in for questioning? No, no, nothing. So Donald Trump, he gets his home violated. They go through his wife's closet. Uh, they, they violate his home. They go, they find these documents that had, it had already been declared already that Anything that a president of the United States of America wants to take with him can be taken. Anything he declassifies can be declassified. That's already been done, but they have gone after him with a vengeance. And then you see that president Biden has all of these documents kept at some, was it in, in Pennsylvania or somewhere. Um, and, uh, you know, what's going to happen to him? They need a full investigation on that. What has he got in these documents that he just haphazardly has at some location? What's going to happen? Nada. Nothing. Um, do we have something on the Brazil protests, JT? Okay. Is that a video or? Um, so, Brazil Brazilians are basically saying that they believe that their election was rigged. And a convicted criminal called Lula da Silva is now president of the most important country in South America. Millions of people in Brazil know that their democracy has been hijacked possibly forever. And uh, is that a video we have? Okay, go ahead.
4: So thanks to what was very clearly a rigged election, a convicted criminal called Lula da Silva is now the president of the most important country in South America. Millions of people in Brazil understand exactly what happened. They know that their democracy has been hijacked, possibly forever. But there's not much they can do about that. Lula may be a criminal, in fact he is, but he has the full support of both the Biden administration and the Chinese government. So yesterday, in frustration, a group of Brazilian protesters swarmed their legislature. Watch.
0: Vocês estão tirando com bala de verdade, né? cara? espaço aqui, ó. Vai abrir Nós espaço. estamos tudo, 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 tudo Esquece.
3: de Vai lá do outro lado, não cabe, não.
4: Now, you may actually have seen some of that video in the United States over the last couple of days, and you saw it because it has political uses. What's happened in Brazil is being likened to January 6th, and of course, populist leaders in this country are being blamed for it. Oh, it was Trump and Steve Bannon who did it. That's not true, but even if it were true, it would be just the tail end of the story. It would be the result of something that happened before. So the obvious question is, why are protesters in Brazil so angry? Well, they're angry because the new Lula government has eliminated their most basic civil liberties. Lula is working to turn Brazil into a Chinese-style dictatorship, and he's doing it very quickly with maximum aggression. Now, our media don't want to talk about that. They refuse to. Why? Well, for reasons that should make you very nervous.
2: Makes me very nervous that all over the world, uh, there's all these allegations of these elections being rigged, And the same thing happening worldwide simultaneously, kind of like how we all simultaneously had to wear masks everywhere and social distance, how we all simultaneously had to deal with all kinds of weirdness going on. Hmm, Makes me nervous about all of that going on. And then in Brazil, if you heard further to that, they put 200 people, they've locked them into a gymnasium. They don't have a bathroom. Two people have already died. These are the protesters and they are turning them into, uh, you know, making a, a spectacle of them to terrorize the rest of the country that is now standing up. And so very strange that these things are actually happening. My name, my name is Laurel Tyler Thompson. And, uh, some people call me Laura Lee or Linda Lou, and it's okay with me, but if you go to my website at lauralyn.tv, you will find uh, all of the shows that we have. If you ever don't see me on the platform that you're on right now, for whatever reason, lauralyn.tv. Is that so hard? Not at all. L-A-U-R-A-L-Y-N-N dot TV, like a TV. Go there and uh, you'll find my latest broadcasts. And also there is a wonderful little button there that says donate and you are able to support us and we appreciate it beyond measure that you would help us to bring the truth every single day. This little team works very, very hard and uh, we've got a a, a new dude named Shane uh, helping us out behind the scenes, helping us to get everything to air on time and in line. And so we appreciate him very much. And We just want you to know that all of this matters and that I think the face of evil has shown itself. I talked at the beginning of the show about that very strange dream that I had last night. And it's kind of funny because nothing bad happened and and I seemed to uh, escape this scary, bizarre-looking thing with no teeth. And to me, it strikes strikes to, to, to my... Thinking that because it had no teeth, it's kind of always like the enemy. The enemy roars and tries to terrorize. Fear is from the enemy and it's false. False evidence appearing real. That is fear. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power. He's given us power to overcome and a sound mind. And so... I think at these very desperate times where we're all facing all kinds of different things, we've got to remember that God's in control, not the enemy. However, I think as Dr. Chris said today, we do need to wake up and I often wonder what will it take? How many deaths? How many, how many lost family relationships? how much brokenness, how much evil, how much bad propaganda until we kind of begin putting the pieces together. You know why it's hard to do? Do you know why some of your doctors are still as stupid as the day is long? Because they don't even know. They've been trained in their propaganda from the big machines that are going that teach them who they are. And they don't listen to nothing else but CBC, CTV and global. They don't, have any clue what's going on. You know, you might want to sign up and follow, uh, Dr. Chris Shoemaker, follow him on his, uh, substack on his Twitter pages, follow him, follow Paul Alexander every day. They're releasing the data that is happening in Israel after the fourth, sorry, in Australia, after the fourth shots. And if you want to know how Israel has been working very hard to cover up their vaccine harms, follow Dr. Paul Alexander's substack. He's writing about it. These men are writing about it every single day. And I'm really thrilled because Dr. Paul Alexander is going to be on our show very shortly. If you're wondering what to do with your funds these days, how to keep them safe with the money being devalued, if you go and try to buy a US dollar right now, you will need $1.40 Canadian or $1.39 Canadian, depending on the day, in order to buy $1 American. So, One of the ways that you can help yourself is to put your funds into a commodity that is not losing its value, uh, but that is retaining its value. And in fact, uh, is predicted to have some incredible jumps, gold and silver. So we trust Steve Merrill for that. And his email is com. If you want to ask him a few questions. Sovereignize at protonmail.com. You can write him and ask him for for his advice and then you can order some gold and silver and you will be able to um, to have something that is solid, that is a good investment. Thank you for your support and for the e-transfers that you send with, with uh, gifts to this ministry, for the emails that you send of thanks and the stories you tell me. And the information you share with me every day so that our audience can know it. Sometimes I get the best things from you all. And I appreciate that you take time to share. When you find a great video, thanks for sharing it with me. I want to look to um, to Isaiah 33 today. And um, I do know that the God that lived and... and operated in Isaiah's time also operates in ours and that we can trust that God as we see evil and the face of evil like we've never seen it before and these shows are very difficult I had a hard time yesterday after you know we ended the show on that precious woman dying in in Nova Scotia I believe it was in the emergency room just so needlessly. She should have been seen immediately. I have a hard day when I'm presenting to you that another child has died, that another person, and there's many, I mean, if we just did a show like Listing and we could probably do a show every single day about the people that are now facing sudden death, this is not an easy time. The lies are prevalent but we're going to trust our God. So Isaiah 33:19 19 says, you will see those arrogant people no more. People whose speech is obscure, whose language is strange and incomprehensible. Look on Zion, the city of our festivals. Your eyes will see Jerusalem, a peaceful abode, a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. You might ask, well, how does that apply? This is talking about an ancient time in in Zion, in Jerusalem. You see, back in the day, um, God told us that we are the new Jerusalem, that we are his people, that we've been adopted into the family of God, that we are Zion, uh, where the Lord loves to dwell. and what the Lord told uh, Isaiah back in the day when God spoke to the prophets very clearly. And when a prophet did not speak the truth or had an error, and in fact predicted wrongly, do you know what happened to them? They were stoned. So if you were a prophet like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, Elisha, if you were one of those prophets and you actually lasted and were not stoned to death, you were truly a man who heard and what God told them in the day of their disaster was that he was going to preserve Zion he was going to let the stakes never be pulled up or any of the ropes broken there the Lord will be our mighty one it will be like a place of broad rivers and streams I think that's exciting when I think about how We feel like we're in a desert at times. A friend of mine just wrote and she said, I was just saying to the Lord, I feel like I'm in a desert. Well, we are, we are in a desert at times, but the God of Isaiah, the God of David, the God of Moses, the God of Peter, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, let every one of them know that he would be their support in the time of evil and then that when evil came about that you will see those arrogant people no more people whose speech is obscure do you notice how our speech is being obscured and changed well wow same thing history repeats itself so we trust God to be our solemn anchor at a time of grave evil We'll see you tomorrow. God bless. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked, and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support.